Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, hello, well, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Royal United Podcast. Thank you very much for being with us as we preview the FA Cup third round weekend. Uh, it can be exciting, I promise. Um, we will preview the Ipswich Town game on Saturday. Uh, we'll round up all the transfer rumours, because there's been no signings, um, and the contract rumours as well, and contract talk that we've heard from Matt Taylor's pre-match uh, press conference, uh, as, you, as we'd expect. Um, we have Mick, who cannot, I tell, I tell you everybody, before we start recording, could not contain himself with Exam and FA Cup. He was giddy, I tell you. Anyway, I still am, mate. I still am. I'm just like, I can't, I'm, I'm bouncing off at walls here, waiting for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, Danny Dunglow's back with us. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Thank you, lads. How are we all doing? Wonderful. And Tom Ayers back with us. How are you going, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, as excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to have you back with us. Um, first of all, thank you everybody for who is joining us. If you're uh, subscribing, numbers have shot up over the last couple of weeks. So if you haven't already subscribed on YouTube, please do go and subscribe. We're 900 by the end of the season. You know, like 75 more or something stupid like that. It's not many we need. Um, so if you haven't already, please do so. And same with, with iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you've subscribed over there as well uh, because. If you were listening, you I assume you liked it. So thank you very much. Um, so I honestly don't know to start. Let's talk a bit about FA Cup first. Then we'll talk about some some transfer stuff. Um, Chris Nichols says, what magic? Um, <laughs> what do you mean? The magic yeah. of Ipswich away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are going to hear from Ipswich fan later on in the show. We've done some of that. So you'll hear how excited they are about playing Rotherham in the third round as well. As excited as you expect, I think. Um, is it just because of the timing? Is it just because it's, it's two teams who play each other a lot? Or is it just a general feeling that the FA Cups, unless it's a big glamour tie, it's just not where we got the feel it used to? I don't know. What do you think? I just, for me, it's just about the way that we've performed over the last few games. You know, if we were performing well, um, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a lot more keen to 
to um, to to be involved. But as it as I'm just finding myself a little bit down and fed up about the way we've been performing, and I just can't motivate myself to to show a great deal of interest. I, I, I'm sorry, it's not not a great uh, advert for the rest of this podcast. That is it. <laughs> no, if we're going to do an advert, that's probably the opposite of what I, what I wanted to look yeah. like. Um, yeah, so, well, you know, we can work from there. I've set Barlow. Let's try and let's see if we can raise it a bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Simon Thorne says, even all uh, to all the fans of the 2020, 2023 FA Cup winning Millers, the road to Wembley begins. Ready for Wembley. Yeah, well, that's, that's positivity for you, Danny. That's positivity for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm loving the positivity, but at the same time, um, it's not a World Cup year now, so we're not going to mm. Wembley, are we? True. Next next one's going to be 2026, I'm afraid. So, and we might get to quarterfinals, maybe. Mm. Because semifinals are at Wembley now, because <laughs> the FA is strange. Um, but yeah, so, hey, if they move the final and they say, oh, we can't have it at Wembley for whatever reason, because it's, I don't know, it's getting renovated or something, I don't know. And if we get it played at Old Trafford, then yes, we are going to win the FA Cup this year because it's not at Wembley. Unfortunately... I don't think we're going to get past the quarterfinals because we're in 2023 now and next World Cup is 26. So, yeah. <laughs> Bringing us back down to earth, lads, because let's be real. <laughs> I don't think we could be much further down to earth. Tommy, you've obviously missed a few episodes. What's your general feel of Rotherham United at the moment? Because it, uh, it feels as low as it's been a long time for me. Yeah, no. I, I, think, I think that's the issue with everyone now. I think if we were in a good run of form and a good enjoying the performances and I think everyone would be up for an FA Cup game because it's just another game to watch but the fact that we're playing how we are and the results are coming as they are I don't think anyone's really too fussed about the next game let alone an FA Cup game especially where um, we're playing Ipswich and Freddie Ladapo which should be fun <laughs> Oh yeah I think Freddie might be the only person that's happy about the draw to be honest with you <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Then, if, if he plays I assume um, Mike Miller yeah. comes with a more positive attitude. He says the right, it's the wrong attitude about the FA Cup this time. It's really important. It's a chance to have a go, find some crumbs of confidence for the more important game in, in, in brackets, uh, in air quotes. Sorry, uh, the games ahead. Yeah, Mick, there's that. There's, there's, about, there's about getting back on the horse. I can also talk about the financial side of the game. If you win the game, it's a hundred thousand pounds, five thousand pounds, or something like that. If you win the game, hmm. so. And bear in mind, we're in a transfer window where apparently every pound seems to count. That could be massive in terms of that could be an extra player. And in terms of a loan, that's a loan signing. That's you know a free transfer and his wages covered. That that side of things could be vital. Yeah, I mean the the reality of it is, if we win, then obviously you're in that. And like you say, you've got the opportunity to hopefully get a bigger draw and some money. That 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 is one positive of it. Um, it's so difficult at the moment. To see us getting out of the route that we're in, mm. um, but we're playing a League One side, so they are uh, a league lower than us. Although they are doing very well, um, we've got enough to beat them. There's no question about it. But it's how we how we how we how we line up and and approach the game. You know, um, I just I'm, I'm I'm all for Mike's positivity, and I do agree with everything that he says. There, it is important, and it would be great to. To go out there and, and, and gain a little bit of confidence from a from a decent performance, but I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling that there are going to be any changes or sufficient changes to the way that we're playing to 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 get it to to get that confidence boost. 
I'm just not. Um, and the reason being, I've not seen any... All, in the last five games, all we've seen is a deterioration in form and performance rather than any form of improvement anywhere along the line. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm all for it, Mike, and I do agree with you. It is important or could be important, but I'm, I'm really pessimistic about it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Chris yeah. Nichols asks, when was our last good FA Cup run? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily define it as a run, but we won in the third round in 2002. <laughs> I mean, we entered that We won one game. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's as good as it gets, really. We've only got, I think we've got to the fifth round either twice or three times. It's it's very, very rare. Um, Danny, I, you've never seen us win, win in the third round. You've never seen us get past the third round, have you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so I'm basing mine purely off what Ian Bradley said. Um, 67, 68, fifth round. Um, imagine if we got to the fifth round this year. That would be good, wouldn't it? Little FA Cup run during the low patch. Mm. <laughs> We've been on in years and we have a cup run. Yeah. We're just typical. Yeah, watch us play the best we've ever played this weekend and then go back to what yeah. this this deterioration has been. I like what Mick's just said about winning the FA Cup and getting relegated. We won up Wigan because we'd be the first championship team to win it in like ages, but then still get relegated <laughs> to League One. <laughs> yeah. The Europa League, yeah. it's Europa League, isn't it? Yes, it's because you're yeah. Oh, imagine a league one team in Europa. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be comical, that wouldn't it? That'd be even better. I thought that's what you meant. I didn't realise you. <laughs> no, just yeah. just win it, win a game, Tom. Not the whole tournament, just one game. Very true. Oh. <laughs> I uh, yeah. What what counts as a run then, Mick? How far would it have to be fifth round for it to be a run, or can we just win one game and say it's a it's a good cup run? I think once you. <laughs> From a Rotherham United standpoint, once you get to, if you win two games, that's a cup run. <laughs> the expectations um, are so low. In, the, in the same competition, obviously. <laughs> in the same competition, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've already played in yeah. League Cup, if we're playing FA Cup. I suppose that is a cup run by by my definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that? Twenty-one years since we last made it past the third round. That was the that was a win against Southampton. Um, we may as well. This is a stage on normal football podcasts we go through our memorable cup runs. We we have the one to talk about, really, Mick. So we might as well briefly mention it because me and you were the only ones that were there on the podcast. Um, that's that game against Southampton in two thousand two was one of those special Millmore nights. They were they were they were the high flying Southampton. They were in Europe that year. They'd yeah, just they beaten Liverpool four and five days earlier, uh, and they came down to Millmore, and, and it was just one of those glorious nights, weren't it? Yeah, it was. Malatitia played, didn't he, as well? He Malatitia came on later on, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was one of those uh, Millmore nights. And, and, yeah, it was great. It was great. And there's been some great, over the years, some fabulous um, cup wins. Arsenal springs to mind at Millmore, which I think was probably before you were born, Matt. Um, was it the League Cup or the FA Cup? I think it was FA Cup. I'm sure it was FA Cup. Uh, Ian Bradley's in the comments, so Ian will tell us no question about it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it was FA Cup, um, beating three one, and uh, all I can remember about that night was we went one nil down. I thought, and I'm thinking, oh, oh that's it. Say again. We went, oh, Arsenal. Sorry, Rotherham. We went one nil down. Uh, they they took the lead, and I just remember thinking, hmm, <laughs> this is going to be a long night. 
Um, and then the, the headline on the back of the paper the following day was outgunned. Um, could, so that it was the first time in my lifetime I could remember remember Rotherham United making the actual back page of a national newspaper. Uh, probably only time since as well. Although we've made the front page a few times since, but that's another story, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, Matt Little says that was the League Cup in 1978. It's a League cool Cup, country. right? Uh, Chris Nichols also mentions when we beat Arsenal in 1960 at Hillsborough, which I assume would have been a, a second replay, I assume, um, back in the days. Chris Nichols on the Southampton game says Gordon Strachan com- complained about the narrowness of the pitch. Um, <laughs> those were the days at Millmore. That, that was the type of complaints we used to get. I remember Joe Royal would play it, which is not in a cup. He complained about the pitch being too bouncy, the ball bounced too much. <laughs> uh, just glory days, glory days. I uh, could go in and strike and complain about the height, width, or size of anything. He was two foot six. He would have no idea how, how wide it were. It, it took him half an hour to walk to the other side anyway. <laughs> uh, John Morell says it would need to be the sixth round to count as a good cut run for the championship teams. I'd probably agree with that. Although, if we get to fifth round, I'm claiming it to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a club record, it'd be a joint club record, so we'd take it. Yeah. Um, Sarah, I think we take that, a win. Oh, sorry. I think we take anything at this rate. I think we take a win in any competition yeah. at any rate. Yeah. yeah. Any any bit of positivity would be lovely. Yeah, literally. Uh, Sarah O'Donnell, the Southampton game, says that header, it was, wasn't it Richie Barker, who was nearly horizontal, pictured putting it heading? Yeah, it were. It were sensational. John Mullin. One of the most underrated Rotherham players ever for me. Um, yes, absolutely. The tragedy is I still I can't find any highlights. So that we were a match of the day that evening, and I can't find the highlights of that game. I'm sure it's somewhere. Probably uh, uh, thirty grand to the BBC to get a yeah, <laughs> yeah. You stole my line there, Danny. <laughs> I'll draft an email. Um, do you, do yeah. you accept buttons and bits of string as payment? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. Let's move. We'll come back and talk about team news later on, I think, probably, um, because we've got other stuff to talk about. Ian Bradley says, regarding the fall that have turned the contract extensions down, in his opinion, they would never play for us again if they don't want to play for us, <laughs> five, regardless of how good they are or can be. So, Danny, this obviously, let's summarize the news first of all that Matt Taylor said that four out of the five players don't are essentially not interested in signing at the moment. That's the key phrase from Matt Taylor at the moment. Mm. Um, the one we think he's going to sign is Victor. Again, that's something we'll talk about in a minute. I wonder if Matt Taylor's been a bit clumsy or maybe he's purposefully said it this way. Because um, I feel like he's, we all know who these players are and I feel like he's dropped them in again. Because again, again, I put myself in the situation, their situation like we did on Saturday. If I'm Dan Barlasser, I'm wondering if I was Umin and Arin, I don't think I'd be on an R anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has put on record that he wants them to make the decision and make the decision quickly or else they will be gone. Like, he, he has put that on record. And I, Did he say it's a Paul Davison interview or it's in the advertiser? One of them two. Um, and I think it does actually show that Matt Taylor is actually very cutthroat with how mm. he treats players. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll drop them and, pay, and play the players that want to be here. So... He is very cutthroat in that regard. And I, and to me, it's just like he's just getting through all the nonsense of, well, if you don't want to be here, I'm just not going to play you. You know, and 
for, for some players, it might give them the kick up the backside that they need to sign the contract or give them the push to look elsewhere. Mm. Uh, but I think it is a general consensus that we know who the other four of the five are that haven't signed deals because there's been a lot of rumblings on Twitter. Um, there's still a bit of a thing, whether it's Wes or Victor, uh, there's still the jury's still out on that. But whoever one of those two it is, basically the other four have basically just gone, right, either sign the contract or ta Hmm. Very, very cutthroat from Matt Taylor. I rate it to a certain point, but at the same time, it's going to give the players' agents a lot of food for thought of, yeah. well, if the manager doesn't want to play him, then I'm just going to look elsewhere for him. And, you know, I understand that some of them have been advised to see out the contracts um, in case they want better stuff in the summer, which is totally within their reason. And again, that's the nature of football. You get a bigger signing on free if you are a free agent. At least yeah. I think that's how it works. Hmm. Um, so yeah, just very, very cutthroat from Matt Taylor. Like I said, rate it to a certain point, but at the same time, it might be giving the push to some of our best players. But then again, if they don't want to sign the contract, do we want to be just just having a bit of money when they could go elsewhere and we could bring all the people in for more or less or just below their wages who can still do the job? Like, you know, that's the way up that you, that you have to have, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Shelley mentions here we haven't got the squad right now to drop them. That, and that's mm. that's the issue of Tom and I sort of say, but I think he's been clumsy a little bit. We All four of those could potentially stay until the end of the season. Uh, you know, mm. they're not. we can't just sell them all four now because, we found, because, because we've not found a new contract. Yes, that would be lovely if we got some cash for him. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he's come out publicly and said what he said. And again, I might be reading too much into it, to be honest with you. I, I, might, be being, I might be being oversensitive. Um, uh, but I yeah. don't know if it's too public to me Yeah, no, I, I agree with Danny in that The sense that you have to kind of be cutthroat And I think he is And it's honesty and it's genuine And he's trying to get the club to a basis Where he's being open and honest and I think even with his interview after Millwall I, I don't know how any of you guys interpreted it But in my opinion, he kind of just said That some of them weren't good enough He said that they gave all their effort But the quality wasn't there And it won't be there So he kind of just came out and publicly said You know then they're not they're not good enough as a squad of players, and that that's again cutthroat and ruthless and kind of the avenue that he's going down. It seems, um, especially in regards to this. But yeah, no, I I agree. I don't I don't think the the honesty is good. I think it's good getting mm. it out there and being open and uh, transparent with it. But in terms of you know. In terms of how, how he's actually gone about the matter, like you said, we've not got the squad to drop these players. You know, if it is those, well, if, if it is for any four players, we can't mm. drop any four players in, in general. If even if they, you know, some of them got injured or whatnot, you know, we can't afford any of that. So to come out and say that these kind of players will come out and say, "Well, I'm not playing." Then if if the manager doesn't want me here, then I won't play. And some of them might. You never know. Mm. But uh, yeah, some something's got to change. Though we gave them a deadline of. New Year's, and they've still not responded to it. So in his mind, they've gone. Was, I mean, if, mm. if that's if that's what you guys regard as well, I think that's what that's what my opinion is on the matter is that he gave them till twenty twenty three. Essentially, if they've not signed, then essentially they've gone, and <laughs> all all five of them didn't really make up their minds. I know one has now, being Victor or Wes. So we'll have to see. But in my opinion. Taylor going about it in a cutthroat way, I think, I think is good. <laughs> I actually agree mm. with it. 
I think he's no nonsense. And I think if you get rid of those players and he brings in his own players, it's always a good it's always a good sign when um, the managers managers mature in the team along with him. Hmm. Uh, yeah, John Morell, if you go to a comment, John Morell says all good work wanting rid of them, which is maybe what he's trying to do, but you have to find buyers willing to spend the money on players who could get for three and six months' time. That's a big issue. Um, another issue, Ricky, and this is this is my thought, Ian Bradley says fans will turn against the players mentioned, I have no doubt. Now, so Matt Taylor will, will probably say that he hasn't <coughs> mentioned them, because he hasn't, but we know who they are. And I've already, we've already seen on social media that people are saying, right, they've... People are taking it that they've already rejected the club and they've already said they're leaving and that they should never play for the football club again. If that's your opinion, that, that's fine. But Matt Taylor didn't say that. If he kept it more in-house, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Matt, I, I, I like the cutthroat business and I think he should be more stern with the players. But did it, the, I don't like the fact he's the, <clears throat> There's a definite swings and roundabouts to that argument, Matt. Like we've, We have called for... More transparency yeah, yeah. and a little bit of more, a little bit more knowledge from the club itself as to what's happening. But I think going back to my sled- sledgehammer to a brick wall thing, we've asked mm. for it, and now we've got it. But it's in such a, a stern and cutthroat manner that it's like, whoa, hang on, are we sure yeah. this is the right thing? I mean, I, I've already given my two cents on it, but it's definitely a swings and roundabout situation, isn't it? But but I do think. Even though Matt Taylor said if the players that don't want to be here will be dropped, I think that's more of a I, I will stop you playing as much. Would it, it would be silly to assume that a qualified professional football manager would completely drop players just for not signing a contract? They will still play a part, mm. but it'll just be at a reduced capacity. You know, for example, if one of the players who plays on the right side hasn't signed his contract then he will be um, put on the bench for another player that's that's here or a player that we've brought in. So he would still be a part of that team and there as backup, but he might just not be in the starting eleven as much. Mm. So I think the whole thing of, oh, I'm going to drop near is more threat with the basis of intention rather than him saying something and then just completely going to the extreme and acting on it where they're not in the match 18. Mm. Yeah. Um, Adam Harker says the alternative approach was soft. Look what happened to Smith and Icky. Um, Ian Bradley prefers the cutthroat approach. We wouldn't have had, he says the same, wouldn't we have it with Icky and Smudge? I mean, my, my point, Mick, would be that I'm not saying he's going about it the wrong way in terms of trying trying to you know deal with the players in a sort of aggressive way. Aggressive way. And I agree that we, we want information, but he could have given us that information. If, if, like I say, it feels to me as if he's players on the bus a little bit. He could have. He could have said what he said without doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you summed it up to start with, didn't you? A, 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 another clumsy interview, and that's exactly what it is. He's not considering the words that he's using. He's not aware of the uh, the consequences of what he's saying, because the consequences are what you've what you've said precisely there, and what Ian said. You know, it'll all blow up on social media. Players will start getting. Um, I can't. What's the right word? Verbally attacked, abused, or whatever on on social media, uh, and and it just it just creates more and more negativity around the club, um, and and throughout the fan base, and and it's just unnecessary. It's utterly unnecessary. You know, we don't need to make a comment other than one one's close to signing. For for we're not there yet. 
that's it. We don't yeah. need any more than that. Um, but we seem to have this dig. There seems to be this quiet little dig in, in, in everything aimed towards the players, the players that he's expecting to turn out on Saturday to represent this club and to represent him and to put into practice what he's telling them, despite the fact in public he's telling everybody that they're crap. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's absolute amateurish PR. It really is, in my view. It's, it's only my opinion, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that as if it's a fact. In my view, it's absolute amateurish. And it causes more problems than it, than it actually fixes. Yeah, we want transparency. Yeah, that's great. But do we need to know the nuts and bolts of every single contract offer? What's what's on the table? How much are we going to get paid? What are we offering them? Why are we offering them? Because all it does is create more and more speculation, more and more bad feeling when it doesn't go our way. And it's unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary in my view. I just I just find it... I'm really disappointed. I'm so disappointed at, at the, the post-Millwall interview and then, and then again another one today where what he's saying... The words he's using are really, really important because it's those few words, those few sound bites that we get from Paul Davis or from, from from Radio Sheffield are the ones that we've got. And, and it, it might just be one sentence and it gets analysed to death, analysed to death on social media. And, and human nature is that the negativity will be pulled out of it and, and exploited. And that's exactly what's happening. You know, if, if Dan Barlasser, Wes Harding, and Cheog Benny do go in this transfer window. We need to be thankful for them for what they've done for this football club. 100%. We do not want to be in a situation where the management team are creating an environment, whether it, albeit not intentionally, I'm not saying it's an intentional thing, but they're creating an environment where the, the fans are going to turn on these players. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Honestly, it is. It, 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 I, I don't like it at all. Um, and, and I find it really difficult to, to, to just to get my head around why it's happening. I don't understand it. We've gone from 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 where we were before the World Cup to where we are now. It's just it's a car crash. It really is. And the fans are making it worse. And I understand why. Not the fans. The social the the, the sort of social media bandwagon just makes it worse. It's horrible. It, it, it'd be interesting to, not not that we're going to get this, of course, but it would be very interesting to see what is on record and what's off records when talking mm. to Matt Taylor. Yeah. Because the, the on record stuff <clears throat> couldn't, it is obviously what we're seeing on social media and it does seem that some aspects of it are, like, like we've said, very cutthroat and, you know, like with the Millwall interview, very much an under-the-bus sort of statement. But... For all for all we know, he's out. Is out of. Um, <clears throat> I forgot my, uh, my line of thought there. That's very embarrassing. Is uh, off record stuff. That's what I was trying to think. Is off record stuff could be saying, yeah, I've done that for this, that, and other reason, but you can't tell anybody that. So, and, and as fans, we will always have that disconnect with the football club of what's on record and what's off record because mm. that's just the way of the world. You know, you're not going to go right. Here's here's the exact contract we're going to offer Dan Barlasser. Oh look, Middlesbrough have come and offered two p more, and they've got him because you know mm. that'd be absolutely senseless. Um, but I do agree with what you're saying, Mick. The last few interviews have been very, very rough to listen to. 
Um, but yeah, but for for me and, and probably for Tom as well, you look at it and just go. So what's he saying behind the scenes? If that's what he's saying in public, yeah. if that's what he's saying in public, what's he saying behind the scenes? If that's on record, then what's off record? Well, if, if that's the case, Danny, if you if you take that a couple of steps further, that gives you an explanation why we're doing so badly on the pitch. Potentially, yeah. There's no potentially about it. Can you imagine? Where, well, no, you think about it because because the words he's using and 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 the the sort of um, atmosphere that he's creating is quite toxic. It's turning players against. It's turning players against each other. You know. It, not specifically saying he's better than you, but some are better than others and, and so on and so forth. It's just creating a toxic atmosphere. It, it is not an environment where, where you would want to work. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, it, so so it, it just, it, 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 and it just, it just gets through, it goes through everything. It goes through the squad like a, like a dose of salt. There's, there's, a, there's, huh? there's ways and means of, of, of dealing with people and, 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 Explaining to them that you don't think they're good enough, but you don't do it in public, like we've just said. You know, so let me ask you a question that many things will many things like so. We know how how well the previous manager spoke in public, and we mm. know that the atmosphere he built up is it because we're going from that extreme to this? Is this relative? No. The question is, is this relatively normal for this level of football? And it, but it's so different to what we've experienced before. Well, it's not, is it? And we've had Steve Evans, for God's sake. That's true. But, but, but Steve, I mean? how, how often did he, he slam his players in public? He he was he was amazing at not throwing his players under the bus in public. Well, I mean, we know the stories from behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Publicly, he would. The fans were never wrong in his eyes. The players were almost never wrong in his eyes in public. Yeah. Whereas Matt Taylor is very different to that. It's, it's it feels more same in private, almost same in public, which. I don't know. Is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fan, but yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see, won't we? We'll see whether performances pick up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tom, this one. What would your reaction be if the contracts were left to run down? They go on a free, and nothing was said publicly that contracts had been offered before Christmas. And that's the other side of things. Like we we're ask, we are asking for transparency. I think it's mm. just gone a bit far, probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean. <clears throat> Realistically, he's said that he's given everyone a contract. He's given them until 2023. So, I mean, in that regard, you kind of, you didn't kind of, you didn't even need to say anything. Like, like you said, Mick, he kind of just needed to say, well, what you said is that one of them is likely to sign, the other four we're still working on. And then that was that. But maybe that's not his management style. The previous manager was a different management style. It's, it's different for different managers. Would Mourinho do this? Probably. Would Guardiola probably not? I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. you know, in regards to different management styles. But in terms of that question, I mean, yeah, if they let their contract run down, but they play, they play every minute and they play to the standard that we know that they can play at. Sure, do it. Um, mm -hmm. Personally, I think that I hate seeing players go on a free. I think that it's always upsetting when you know you can get a fee for them and kind of rebuild from that. But in regards to the rest of the season and what we need. We need these four key players. Well, three if you count Wiles' injury being a long, long term, which it looks like it is. Then we kind of need these three key players. And then, yeah, let 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 the contracts run down. Let them go for a free. If they can manage to not even just play to the standard that we know they can and we, we 
we probably will be all right in this league. We've shown that we can be all right in this league when we play to a good standard that we know we can. Personally, I have no idea how we set that standard because we look miles off it and look like we'd know we've no idea how to get back to it. But yeah, in regards to that, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd let them run down their contracts and wouldn't wouldn't be too uh, wouldn't be too fussed. Hmm. If it helps, I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go through some comments because, as you can imagine, there are a lot on this <laughs> subject. Um, let's have a look what we've got. I think the screen has not stopped moving the whole time we've been talking. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like being on Twitch, it's meant this. <laughs> uh, Emily Spring says, is, is he cutting his no- nose off his mighty face? Which I think is a, is a key one. Mark Gamble says he's reckoned the confidence as a squad to, to satisfy his own needs. See, Mark Gamble says that's reckless. Um, Philox says the manager must be supported. Once you have player power, you will soon lose the dressing room, which is also true. Um, John Morell, the sort of neutral mind here, the Birmingham fan, says reading between the lines, he is clearly trying to push them out of the door this window, uh, this window, and hopefully raise funds to get some replacement. And that's the way that he is reading it. Possibly. That's fine, and I I agree with John there. I think that's probably what he's using your word again, Matt. Is clumsily trying to do, mm. um, but you don't need to do it in public. It's unnecessary because those players have still got to play on Saturday, and if they're not gone before we play Blackburn, they've got to play then play then as well because we haven't got anybody else to play. Mm. Yeah. You're just creating a rod for your own back, is what you're doing. So do it in private. Don't do it in public. Mm. And I come back to what you said earlier, Mick. When, when Dan Barlasser leaves, which he obviously will, we want to be remembering him for the, for the great things he's done. And yeah, yeah. Not play that in public. We're not having this conversation. We're not, nobody's saying get rid of him because you don't want to play. And that's not the case. We know that. We know how much Dan likes being here and has, has enjoyed his time. Sure, I'm sure he's exactly the same. It's, que- it's, it's essentially questioning their commitment to the club, essentially. That's, that's precisely what's being said. Get rid of them if they don't want to play, and 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 consequently, what happens is then it, it all it, they, they 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 go under a cloud essentially. Yeah, and, and you know it's anyway. We we could talk this to death, couldn't we? I suppose, but yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <in a row. laughs> um, yeah. Moving on, moving on from that one. Let's talk transfer rumors and tick off what's well. I think don't think anything's true so far. Uh, Connor Wickham apparently is not true. Um, who else is not true? Go on, shout me some names out that turns out. John Rustall, he said, uh, he said that he, he went on to praise him, but didn't really say there was any interest there or that there was no contact. No, contact I didn't think. Him. Um, shall I, get me, shall I get Twitter up and have a look? So, there were four or five <laughs> names, weren't there? That were, that were apparently Messi's not true either. Is he no. not? <laughs> it, 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 just still not back from World Cup yet, and it was, we were waiting Sorry to find to out. You. What's no? the latest on that Northern Irish striker? Is he was he no one? He's not a name that's been mentioned, so no, that, that tells you something, yeah. Keeping it under wraps, kind of thing, uh, yeah. Connor Wickham and John uh, Connor Wickham and John Russell are basically a no essentially a no go. Um, John Russell, maybe not, maybe not a dead no, but we'll see on that one. Um, uh, Carl Scott says, I, I haven't listened to Flames, but Carl Scott says, Lee Bonish says, no truth according to the yeah. manager, which is fine. Phil Ox says, Macaulay Bond would be a decent shout, he's been released from. QPR. Yeah. Um, there's, there's lots that are looking to be released. There's been a lot though. of movement Benic- inside five days. There's been loads Benic- of movement. Benicophobi's just been released. He yeah. was always up there as a, well when he was. Dubai, 
Oh, is he? No, in that yeah. case, never mind. <laughs> we can't afford that. <laughs> um, um, couple Stoke players are looking to leave, aren't they? A couple Stoke Ooh, players right. are looking. No, Nick, like Nick Powell, Josh Lauren, Aidan. Yeah, Flint. Stoke are shipping a few, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we're interested in any of them because we probably aren't, but they're all decent free agents that have championship experience and they're the probably level that we're looking at, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. The thing is, this time of year, Danny, is we all, we on social media start making deals up. That guy who's gone back to <laughs> Swansea, we, we, we've all decided we're going to swap him for Chio, that Morgan Whitaker, or whatever he's called. That's it. It's a done deal because <laughs> we've all decided it makes sense. Um, <laughs> But there's nothing really, to, there's nothing really to report, I suppose, on the transfer news, is it? Five days in. No, not really. <clears throat> other than people comparing us to other clubs doing the business, sort of thing. I mean, we, we, I, I look at it in the way that <clears throat> the the players that we were looking at early on in the season aren't the same players that we're looking at since Matt Taylor's come in. Hmm. So I can understand a little bit of a delay this season. Um, and they have said that we are looking at targets and the first one is hopefully going to be in before the next championship game. Um, but yeah, Twitter's marvellous. You just see deals appear out of nowhere. I thought we were going to yeah. sign Ronaldo, but he's gone to that team that's in Saudi Arabia that I think's Al really Yeah. Mm. yeah. That was a Crazy. funny young man. We can enjoy that one. Um, Shelley RC says Charlie Austin was one that got away. I was baffled me we never inquired him. Possibly be going to Swindon, and that's all I'll say. If if only Swindon wanted to pick him up, he's probably not good enough for the championship. Um, mm. That's how I read it. Anyway, I may, I may score thirty-five goals between now and May. I may be proved wrong, but <laughs> that's how I see it. Uh, Ian Bradley says Aidan Flint, he'd be decent. Um, yeah, he would. Good, very good, very tall defender. But <laughs> hit and miss. It were, it were terrible for piggies, weren't he? In that they, when they got relegated for a period. Mm. Um, and Sturgeon and Elsa's Stoke players that we've mentioned, they will be on potentially yeah. huge money. Yeah, they which will. Is and, have you seen the way Stoke players play? We've played them twice this season. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be, I tell you what, Danny, if we sign anybody from Stoke, where you sit, you need to move. I'm sure there'll be some proper danger there, mate. Oh, it's going to be like a Tom and Jerry episode, isn't it? If we sign someone <laughs> from Stoke, <laughs> straight between the eyes. Yeah. Um, the Dan Barlis are linked to Middlesbrough. Has not really gone away. Um, the last, the last rumor I heard was that they were interested and that somehow the deal will be organised so that sell-on clause does not take effect. Now I don't know how that works. I've seen a couple of people mention that on social media. Um, I don't know exactly how we would get around that. Um, I mean, the only way that comes to my head is a swap deal swap and then deal. Middlesbrough topping up a bit of money. So we've not actually sold him to them. It's a swap yeah. deal plus cash. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's the only way I can think round it. Or he's going for free. But because he's still under contract, that's not going to be the case. Mm. And I think they are the only two ways round a sell-on clause. If you can get round the sell-on clause, then great. You know, because 40% is a lot. And the quote figure is about 500k, isn't it? So if so, if Middlesbrough were to pay us 500k just for Barlasser, we'd only get 300k out of that deal, which means we'd lose money off whatever the rumored. I think the rumored figure we paid for Barlasser is about 350. Yeah. So we'd lose money on one of our best players over the last few years. So it has mm. to get rid of that sell-on clause, and I pray that it does. If not, oh dear, <laughs> they'll, they'll, can you they'll imagine. Be, There'll be torches and pitchforks at midnight. 
500k for the, for him. I just can't. I just I can't compute. It just that, that that'll be worse than Matt Crooks going for one and a half million. Like he didn't go for that. Didn't say. Did he? He went for 750. Oh, that that's even. It'll be even more criminal then. Like no, there might have been sell ons with that one actually. There might be there oh, might have been extras, but it was. I think it was 750 base. Yeah. Good cool. grief. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> These are our rumors, which mix love, mix mix love, mix mix loves, um, as we all know. Um, Paul Brock says Giovanni Brown thought Taylor's interested in. I think Paul, that'll be a, probably a summer move. It, if Matt Taylor's still here in the summer, which I, I hope he is, um, that will be a summer move for him, hopefully. Mm. Um, John Hensburg, a great shout. The Valasa could be a loan with a massive, with a big loan fee. That's interesting. Could be a way around it. And Mickey, have you anything to add on that? No. <laughs> no. I mean, they're all rumours, aren't they? So we don't know. Mm. Um, you don't know what's been going off behind the scene. I'm assuming, according to what the, 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 the consensus seems to be, that Rob Scott sat up with his feet on desk, sipping champagne, not doing out, reading newspaper, um, and has been since since Matt Taylor took over. Um, so I think he's open one of somebody's going to give him a nudge back end of January and tell him transfer windows open. Um, so, I mean, it, we don't know what's happening. And, and all we're doing is speculating. It's pointless. It, it, is. It, it does the same thing again, doesn't it? It just winds everybody up. One person says something, then it winds somebody else up, then somebody else says something else. And we just keep adding to it and adding to it till all of a sudden, you know, nobody's doing out about anything and nobody cares kind of, kind of scenario. I don't get it. I don't understand. Leave the people who know what they're doing to do what they do. And, and when we get some players, we'll get some players. If we don't get any players, we won't get any players. It mm. is what it is. Just let the people who know what they're doing do it. Yeah, I mean, so, the, the issue is, as, as I've already mentioned, that the business so far for not just the league, the entire pyramid so far, has been much, much quicker than I think anybody anticipated. And we're, at the moment... In public, we're standing still. Now, behind the scenes, I'm sure we're not. I'm, I'm sure Rob Scott's doing his job and, because he's a professional. Um, it's just the concern of everybody else doing their business early. The good thing is we're another league game for 10 days, whatever it is now. That's that's the bit, that's the bit, that's the bonus in it. We've got, we've got a bit of time. Um, yeah, can I ask a question there then, Matt? You're saying other people doing their business early. How do we know that it's any different to any other January? So, you know, until you actually know, until you actually go back and analyse it, how can you tell whether more championship clubs this season have signed players in the first week of January than they did last year or the year before? Why, how do we know it's any different? I don't know. I haven't it. it does feel different. No, but, but that's my point. That's exactly my point. What we're saying here is, uh, you know, there's loads of other championship clubs who are digging, the, digging their hands in their pockets and buying players. Well, is it any more than normal? But it's the more implication. Normal. The implication is it's more than normal. Everybody else is on it and we're not. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily... I don't know. I, I just I just find it, it, it... All these comments that we see on, on social media and everywhere else, they're all taken out of context, aren't they? Or that the, 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 any sort of context is removed out of it. Just, we've not signed nobody yet. We're crap. <laughs> that's essentially what's... That's, that's what's said, isn't it? Here we go again. We haven't signed anybody. Our recruitment team's crap. Tony Stewart won't buy anybody. Blah de blah de blah de blah de blah. Every single transfer window. It's tedious. 
for me. Yeah. John Morell, John Morell says uh, from a Birmingham point of view, the Blues normally leave it till the last week in January, but they've signed a free transfer tonight already. Um, that's how it feels. Uh, the loan market seems to have blown up early. Again, I might be wrong, but it feels early uh, for, for all that. Um, anyway, let's leave it because we don't have any more, to be honest with you, we don't have any more rumors to talk about. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, so now we're going to do the Scouts report um, and find out a bit more about Ipswich Town. I spoke to Roscoe from the Kings of Anglia podcast yesterday and uh, you're going to hear that chat now. We'll see you in a moment. I'm very well, my friend. Thanks for having me. Um... I'm from the Kings of Anglia podcast, um, also the East Anglian Daily Times um, newspaper and website. Um, Coda, it's just home and away. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me again. No problem, a pleasure. Uh, so first question is, when the draw got pulled out, how far off this was this being the worst draw you could possibly have? Because I think it may have been the worst one for us. <laughs> yeah, to put it bluntly, I wasn't happy, to be honest. Um, no offence to you guys. I don't mind going to Rotherham, but um, frankly, it's a home anyway. Um, but the thing, we were like the last four in the hat, and we had there was Maynard and Everton there, and we thought, surely, mm. but no, we get you at home. At least it's a home tie. But yeah, it probably could be. There's other ones out there. There's Accrington away. Mm. Um, there's, you know, Hartlepool away. So there, there, there could be the worst of the worst, but you, sadly because we played you guys a lot in League One, it's sort of like, really? Because we haven't reached the third round for a while um, mm. since we've been in League One. So to get you in the hat, it was like, ah, oh, great. But here we are. Yeah. I know our record is obviously much worse than yours, but your FA Cup record is not far off as bad as ours. Was it in 2009 you were last enough, not made it past this round? Yeah, it's been a while. And, you know, to think since we've been in League One, we've, you know, we've had replays. We lost against Barrow last year in a, in a replay um, so it's not great the FA Cup and finally this time we have got to the third round but we have beat non-league teams in Bracknell Town and Buxton so we've had an easy route now we've got you guys in the, in the third round so uh, we shall see if we can progress On more positives your season's been very very good uh, Kieran McKenna obviously took up a late last season seems to have stamped his mark on the team um, does it feel like I don't know it's only January but does it feel like this is the season where it's going to finally happen or is it too early to say? <sighs> It has to be the season, to be honest. It has to be. This is our best start to a season. Like the first season back in League One, back in the 2019, we had a fantastic start. We weren't, we weren't winning comfortably. It was one nil wins here and there, which you know, League One for you guys, you know, sometimes you, that's what you got to do to get out. You know, League One. It's a hard division to get out of. But this year, it feels different. We're getting some, you know, some great wins. We're beating teams we normally don't win. You know, not beating the newly promoted teams. You know, we've got some bogey teams like Akrotin. We, we finally beat them away from home. 
it does feel different. And, and the players, you know, they're, they're playing better than they were last year. There's some players who have really stepped up. So uh, hopefully this is the year, Matt. Hopefully this is the year. Yeah. I'm hoping to see you again next year in Championship, Will. Yes. I'll wait and see on that one. Please. Um, we'll come on to some more, more, more of your players and who to look out for, but there's only one place to start when we're looking at your players, and that's Mr. Ladapo. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, how has he done? He's like, seems like, was it 10 goals so far this season? So it's a pretty good return so far. Not a bad return. Um, I think seven of them is in League One. Um, he's got a brace against Port Vale. And he's, he's a play. he's a bit Marmite, but I think he's another one that I think fans do love him because he's a smiley character. I'm sure like you guys, you know, he's a character and um, he's always got a smile on his face. But he has moments where you think, oh, should we score him from there? Mm. And I remember, I remember speaking to you when he signs and you, once again, you were sort of you know saying he is a good player, but he does have moments where you think, oh, he should be scoring from there. But, um, I'm pretty happy with him, to be fair. I think he's a good player for this division. He scored goals for you guys. Um, and, you know, for him, I'm sure he'll be gagging to play against you guys to, you know, maybe prove a point, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I think a good goal return at the moment. And it is a position we want to strengthen in. Mm. Uh, but I've been pretty happy with him so far. Yeah, I, I, I ain't checked the odds yet, but I'll be putting some money on Freddy to score on Saturday. Yeah. It's, it's almost nailed on. And to give it the old ears to the uh, yes. Robin fans as well. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a shame how it ended with Freddie. I think a lot of other fans have great memories of Freddie, but mm-hmm. just how it ended with a disaster. Um, you've also got former, other than former, Dominic Ball. How, he's not played that much. How, how's he doing? He barely played for us, to be honest. But... Uh, he's out for the season. He's, he's injured. Oh. He's cropped. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Um, once again, a cracking signing, you know, to sign mm. him on a free transfer from QPR, you know, championship, you know, regular for them. Um, mm. But yeah, unfortunately, he had a niggle in pre-season. He's played, I think, eight games in total. But sadly, it sounds like he's got a season-ending injury. I think he's had surgery. So yeah, won't be playing, but he's another good player. But yeah, sadly, got injured mm. at the wrong time, really. Fair enough. Uh, talking about a couple of other players, um, we should we should mention the symmetry of Cameron Humphreys coming up against Cameron Humphreys. That's 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 a great bit of uh, symmetry as we like on our podcast. Yeah, well, once again, like you know, doing the research and you know, seeing Cameron Humphreys. Like, to, to be fair, if you search Cameron Humphreys, the Rotherham one always yeah. appears first, which sometimes can be annoying if I'm trying to find stats and I've gone on Cameron Humphreys' Wikipedia page. Oh no, it's the Rotherham one. Um, but yeah, our one is um, a bit younger. He's one of our players who's come through our youth academy and he's really stepped up this season um, because he got labelled the second best midfielder at the football club by Kieran Dyer, who was a coach and, of course, a, a you know, former Ooh. Premier League player, England player. Um, and that's a lot of you know pressure on a young man's shoulders. Um, but he has stepped up. We've had injuries with Lee Evans, who's one of our midfielders. He got an injury, Dominic Ball as well. But he's really stepped up, Cameron Humphreys. And uh, I have a feeling he'll probably start as well because it's a cup game. You always play some youngsters. But he's definitely now a senior player, Kieran McKenna, has said he is now part of the senior squad. He's not like one of these youth players coming mm. through. He's now a senior player. So, yeah, player to look out for also as well. Mm. I suppose there's a question about the fans, but how serious do you think it's going to be taken? Obviously, if when you don't get a big team, it's quite easy for clubs like ours to sort of not take it seriously, make four or five changes. Um, and if you win, you win. Is that is that how you feel it's going to be for you guys on Saturday? I think so. I think Kieran McKenna, I th- he's, he's tried his best to take a lot of the cup competition seriously you know in recent years I think a lot of managers like Paul Lambert you know Paul Cook um, you know Paul Cook got sacked because we drew 0-0 against Barrow and of course we then lost in a replay against Barrow so um, but he, he put a strong team out for that game so um, we've had two very easy draws against Buxton and Bracknell so you know and we've put strong lineups against them even though they were non-league clubs we still put strong lineups on so I think we will be taking it seriously because once again 
you know, to progress to the fourth round will be another record after many, many years. And also you've got an opportunity to get a, you know, a Premier League club, hopefully, but we'll probably likely get a, I don't know, whoever's, whoever gets through to the fourth round in the championship slash league one, we'll probably get another league one team who progress. So yeah, but I think we'll take it seriously, hopefully. Mm. I suppose what, on last last point maybe is that last season we, we played QPR and it felt like at the time it's a good measuring stick. We played QPR and pushed them all the way, lost on penalties. It may, does it feel like maybe you guys, right? I know we're struggling league one, the championship team at the minute, but if you can put a strong team out and we put a strong team out and you put us to sword, that must be must be great for, for the players and the fans, right? Well, I think we can do these if we can make the step up. We can match I, them. Yeah, I think so. I think that was maybe the one highlight of the, the draw really is like this is an opportunity actually sorry Rotherham fans I, you know <laughs> I like Rotherham um but we you know that we, we know that it's just Rotherham it's just like oh we don't really want to play each other again do we again in, in, you know in the FA Cup tie but I think there's an opportunity it's like they're a championship team we've got championship mm. players this is a great test now um not the draw we wanted we want everyone wants a Premier League team don't they home or away but this as you said a measuring stick was like how how we're actually improved and a nice challenge against the, you know, maybe, okay, you guys are struggling at the moment, but it's still a good test. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and finally, let's just have a prediction, if we can, for you, if from you, how, how's Saturday going to play out? Uh, goals draw, replay. See you in a, see you Rotherham. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. That is the worst case scenario for all of us, to all the Rotherham fans travelling down. Um, you, you just don't want to see a draw, and I'm sure town fans don't want to see a replay either. Um I've got to go for a town win, and I. I know I'm on a Rotherham podcast, but a town win, I think it'll be, won't be a great game, I don't think. Um, maybe a 1 0, just, you know, scrappy game, 1 0. Yeah. And then, yeah, we're finally through, hopefully. I probably agree with you, honest. <laughs> That's yeah. where we are at a minute. Um, thank you for doing this. Just give everybody else one last plug through, and if they want to find any um, Ipswich stuff prior to the game. Yeah, um, check out Kings of Anglia on our YouTube channel, our podcast, and um, watch my chat with Matt on Rotherham. So if you want some insight on Rotherham about the game, yeah, again, I'm sure you get a lot of great insight already on this podcast, but go <laughs> over to that video. I look forward to it. Cheers, man. Yeah, you let me know how I did. Well done, fans. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Roscoe. Cheers, man. Thank you, Roscoe, for doing that. I really enjoy speaking to Roscoe every time I do speak to him, so thank you very much to him for that. Um, interesting bits on there. Um, cool bits of life. I've just been sent a tweet by Scotty on Twitter on the Lee Bonnist, Lee Bonnist uh, transfer talk. It's not. It's essentially not on the manager of Salon. Um, uh, as basically, it's paper talk. He spoke to the player, spoke to the player's agent, and there is no. There's been no talk, so that's not happening. If it is happening, it's not happening yet. Um, so, just thought I'd let let you all know on that one. Um, if you offer me a contract, I've got my boots and machines under the table, so I, <laughs> I can be down at training on Monday if they need. <laughs> They won't cost 300k to transfer you for me either, would it? So, what you know, what no, I mean? no, I mean, all they'd have to do is pay off my student uh, loan and debts to Chef Alan, and I'd be sorted, you know. So, <laughs> about, what, about what a 60k signing on fee that'll do, that'll do. Um, Carl Scott says George Hurst could be lined up against Freddie at the weekend. Yeah, George Hurst's loan at Blackburn is looking like being cut short, uh, mm. and then he's going to Ipswich. I don't think we're done before the weekend, although it could, we don't know. Um, and Shelly IUC judge points out Massimo Luongo has just signed for Ipswich this evening. That's almost breaking news. Um, so that's a that's a good signing for League One. Might not play mm. on Saturday again because he's only just signed, but let's let's wait and see. And we should point out as Ian Bradley says, a massive price Ipswich pricing structure for the cup time. It's ten pounds for adults. I think it's five for kids, something like that. I mean, there's not many people will still go. Um 
but it is still still a very very good. Um, let's talk about team lineups, Danny. Then we can coincide that by talking about Victor Johansson. Uh, Victor Johansson is going to start in goal. We are all assuming every point we have is that he is the man who has signed the contract. We don't have length or details or anything like that, but um, looks like Victor's the man that's signing on. You'd assume it's for a couple, at minimum a couple of years. That's that, let's assume minimum a couple of years. Hmm. That's great news. Amongst all the bad news and amongst all the transfer nonsense, that is really good news if we can sign Victor at least a couple of years. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I think it also shows how happy Victor is and how committed he is to us as well because he is a goalkeeper that <clears throat> is going to be moving up the ladder um, because we've seen what he's capable of at this club. Um, so, yeah, to have him for probably, yeah, like I said, probably bare minimum, m- might be two and a half years because he signed it in, yeah. in around January, so it could be two and a half years. But yeah, so that's that's really good. If it if it is Victor and all the rumblings on social media are suggesting that it is Victor more than Wes. So yeah, I'm happy. Um it's uh, it's quite good for me because I got our last assigned Victor shirt for a birthday. So yeah, thank you, Victor. But at the same time, I'd also like to thank <clears throat> thank my last for getting in Matt Taylor's ear at the fan forum and going off of Victor that new contract. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Farmer UK says it's taken a while to announce, though. Yeah, Matt Taylor mentioned today there's some agents' issues and things such as that. Apparently, he used the phrase he made himself look a bit of a pillock by saying that. Yeah. Um, it's funny how you could be careful what you say sometimes, don't you? That's all That's all I'd say to him if he if I felt some advice uh, going forward. Um, Tom, let's talk about defensive structure and players. It's been a week, so we assume that means Richard Wood can play. Um, if we're allowed to play, you'd assume no injuries. Uh, as long as there's no injuries permitting. Um, what would you do there? Would you be tempted to change something up? You know, Peltier, it sounds like he'll be fit, back fit. Matt Taylor did like playing Peltier prior to his injury, so what what, what, what do you expect in that back three? Uh, I mean, that's where the issue lies, isn't it? Is the, is the defence, well, that and many other places. Um, <laughs> would we be opposed to going to a back four? Would that be a shout? Just trying something different? I don't know. Would mm. he want to try something different and go to a back four? Maybe play, play Wes at right back, uh, Ferguson left back. I don't know. P- personally, I think he's going to go with a... Well, I assume he's going to go with a back three of maybe Wood. I've not really thought about it, actually. Wood, maybe McCart will probably get a game because mm, he doesn't really good. get one. So McCart will probably step in. Wood will probably step in. Uh, could be looking at getting um Kyoso back with some game time at right wing back. Uh, again, you're looking at Ferguson left wing back, uh, just to get some minutes in him as well. And then that leaves the last spot at centre back, and that's probably probably be filled by Humphreys, I'm assuming, or or uh Peltier. But yeah, I, I, I think the definites for that game are probably Kyoso will try try and get, give him minutes then you've got mm. coffee as well I, I god knows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea I, i'd personally say kyoso probably makar and wood are probably the definites mm. and then he might play coffee left wing back and um well <laughs> anyone really in that last center back role um mm. for me I, I don't really i think the defense needs a proper rejig and i don't think we have the capabilities to do that just yet so Whatever back three, five, seven he goes for, it's not going to... Let's hope it does something because it's been appalling the last couple of games. Genuinely, genuinely appalling non-league stuff. So, we'll have to see. 
Yeah, as uh, Donna says, is Hall back? No, he's training on grass, um, but not back with the main group, as Matt Taylor puts it. So I assume that's at least a couple of weeks away with our, with our non-professional heads on, but we don't know. But yeah, he's, he's not back, unfortunately. Uh, Shelly RFC says a cut would be nice, but would you like, would you like to see the likes of Jake Hull uh, get in there, mix it up a little bit? Certainly something to be interested in, but it's one of those things that you say that, and then when we lose 4-0, we're all saying, oh, why did you play him? It's, mm. it's, 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 it's a, Saturday's almost a no-win situation for Matt Taylor. To give him a, give him a bit of a break, it's a no-win situation. If we, we if we win 1-0 or 2-0, we're all going, yeah, you should have won anyway. If we lose 2-0, you're going, we've lost the league one team, what are you doing? It, mm. It's a bit it's a bit of a crappy situation we're in, really, but that's the FA Cup. Well, we've put ourselves in that position, haven't we? You know, if we were in a decent running league, then that wouldn't be an issue. So I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be difficult. There will be some changes. Obviously, there has to be some changes. Just based purely, forget it's an FA Cup game, but based purely on the performances of the last two or three games, there has to be changes because it's just not working. Um, whether that's changing in personnel or, or or the way that we're playing, I don't know. But well, it'll be a change in personnel. It won't be the change in the way we're playing, won't it? So um, yeah, I mean, I think Jay Cole is a good shout. Jim McCarthy a good shout. Uh, them to either side of Woody, perhaps at the back. Um, in midfield, you, you're struggling a little bit. If Barlasser is on his way out, as, as some people would say, um, then Akima Doffin will fit in there. Then you've got Jamie Lindsay and Ollie Rathbone um, to create no, for, for no creativity at all in that midfield area. Um, so, yeah, we'll, yeah, don't know. Don't know, we'll see. Difficult one, isn't it? But you're right, he is, it is a no-win mm. situation for us. Uh, Steve Adams says Jake Hull is cup-tied. I'm going to have to check that because I think he played in the qualifying rounds and I don't think makes him cup-tied. I think it, I'm not certain, but I don't think the, the, the qualifying round count for that. But we'll, I'll, I'll check that when we finish. I'll see if, see if we can find anything, to be honest. Um John Morrell says, I'd have to take a, fan, have to take a three and a loss to Forest Green if I meant no more injuries. Um, worst case scenario, Danny, is a draw because then there are replays. This is not like last season, which extra penalties. We do have FA Cup replays. So in 10 days' time, we'd have to do this all over again when we really don't want to. So, worst case scenario is well, what would you take? I'm going to give you an offer. Would you take a 4 0 loss or a 1 1? A 0 0. I think you're going to look a bit boring, more, more boring. Um, <laughs> wow, that wow, that's got the cogs turning. Um, I mean, if we if we if with the with the oh god, I, I'm thinking so hard, I can't talk. Um, I th- with the four nil, that would go to show how vastly we've stepped backwards, losing four nil to a team that more or less competes with us every time we're in League One. So, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I would take a nil-nil purely because it shows the rot isn't as bad as we think it is. True. And then we go back to New York and hopefully we beat them one-nil. Uh, but we do have quite a good record at Portman Road, even when we've not took mm. many many fans there. Because then we think we took about what two fifty three hundred last time. Um, yeah, the, the vlog is out on the channel by the way. If you want to go and see Ben Wilde score a screamer. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we have we do have a good record at Portman Road, but again, cut uh, cut game form goes out at window. Um, but out of them two options you're giving me, Matt, I'd definitely take the nil nil. Hmm. 
Fair enough. I, what, what would probably happen is we'd draw nil-nil, we'd draw Spurs away and then lose. Um, mm. That'd be very rather United uh, to do that, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> um, Chio should be back fit or more or less back fit. Would you would you play him, Tom? It's a cup game again. It may or may not be off in the sum in the in this window. Do you just chuck him back in anyway because it's a game he needs to play in? Uh, I mean, we don't really have any other strikers, do we? So in terms of necessity, you kind of need to play him. Um, he played a dolphin up there against Millwall, didn't he? And that was almost yeah, <laughs> yeah, more or less. Well, I mean, I I thought he did. Okay, considering he's a holding midfielder, he basically put him next to Washington. I thought he put himself about, which is, you know, more to say than um. Anyway, I, I just think in terms of general general necessity, you kind of do need to play him, don't you? Because we we literally do not have anyone else up there. I mean, he was playing Lindsay up there maybe against Millwall. I I, I couldn't tell. I, I watched the whole game, could not tell you who was playing up front with Washington. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'd, I'd play him. I would play him just because pure necessity and that he, he can play striker. I, I still don't think striker is, striker is his best position. I think on the wing when he isolates someone one-on-one one on one is his best position. Um, but in terms of necessity, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd play him up front. Even if he is only getting back to fitness. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't mind seeing Wash and Chio back up top um, no. together. But... We'll let him see. Ian Bradley says, DeRose, Curtis DeRose is doing bits at Gainsborough, worth a recall for lack of bodies. To be honest with you, I'm surprised he's not been called back. I'm surprised McGuckin's not been called back based mm. on the lack of bodies we've got. They played non-league, so it doesn't limit them to playing for another, as far away, it doesn't limit them to playing for another couple of teams this season. Um, I don't really see the harm in that based on the situation that we're in. But we'll see. Well, we'll not see. We'll, we know that's not going to happen, but that's where we are. Um... Make any other selection topics, headaches? There's no, there's no injuries, I don't think. Not really. Uh, I, I agree with what Shelley's put there. I think Brooklyn and Cuffy should be playing. Um, yeah. I, don't, hmm. I, I, I fail to see why any reason why he's not been playing would make any sense to me at all. None at all. But yeah, I think he should be playing. Chio, I would definitely play Chio without a shadow of a doubt, particularly if he's going. Um, hmm. Because if he gets injured, Play him, yeah. scores the winner, leaves on a high. Perfect. Yeah, and and if he gets injured, it doesn't matter because he'll be going. So, yeah. Um, well, there we go. We'll see. Uh, Mike the Miller on the cup tie situation. So just read on the cut on the on the website FA website that a player is unable to play for another uh, another club in the FA Cup if they have played any rounds of the competition, which we presume means the qualifying rounds. So Jake Hill mm. sounds like he is cup tied, which is a shame for Jake Hill. That's where we are. Uh, let's do some predictions. Uh, Mick, what do you reckon? Uh, I was going to go the same as Roscoe, but I'm going to go for a nil-nil. I'm going to go for a nil-nil and a, and a replay. Okay. Which we'll I'm lose. Just... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the way we, uh, where we, where we approach the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, it does. As uh, Ian Bradley's put here, it's happened before, about the draw, drawing a big team in the fourth round, losing the replay, yeah. We, we Manu in 2004 or 2003. We drew with Northampton, got a replay, drew Manu at home, and then lost to Northampton, who were two divisions below us. Um, yeah. Tom, what do you reckon? Sadly? You know what? I'm going to go positive. I'm going to say we win 2 1. 
that's yeah, may as well. Got nothing to lose. <laughs> I like it. Danny. Um I'll keep it positive. I'm gonna say Robin's gonna win one nil. Clean sheet, Danny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that <You're>... positive. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm not that positive yet, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I've won two nil. Two nil switch switch. Um yeah. They're they're doing it. They're having a great season. I think it's just they are. unfortunately. Um Donna says one nil. It's gonna bring positivity. I'd take that. Jerry Lamson says two one towards she says Obene in Washington and Ladapo for them. Adam Hardcastle says two two Ladapo to score all four. Um, <laughs> that, that, that that would be a very big thing in a few years, that wouldn't it? Mm. Like it. Uh, Harley Kelly says two one. Powermed says one one. Jamie says two nil to the Millers. Philox says one nil. Can hardly fashion a chance. Never mind a goal. Yeah. The hope is that they don't take it seriously because it's a distraction yeah. for their for their for their crucial promotion campaign for for a team like Ipswich. We still land there for them. This season is crucial for Inter, so let's hope they rest all their players. Uh, Shelley FC says, "Let's be positive, win, and good money in the next round." Yeah, that'd be lovely. <laughs> Ian Bradley with the positivity as always. <laughs> Wait until we're two 0 down after fifteen minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean to, to be fair, Ian, stranger things have happened in the FA Cup. We were three 0 down to Solial on seventy-five well, minutes and still uh, won for some reason. Yeah. So. The sad thing is, I agree with Ian. I, I can see yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but... and, then, and then we still somehow win 3 2 because yeah. <laughs> the FA Cup works in mysterious ways. I couldn't see that. No, I couldn't no. see that. <laughs> um, there we go. I think we've covered a lot tonight. We'll cover some more on next episode because there's plenty to talk about around that at the minute. Not all positive, unfortunately. But this is where we are in the, in the life of Rotherham United. Thank you all for being with us tonight. Please do subscribe if you haven't done already. If you're watching now and not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go over there, click subscribe. Uh, it's jumped up massively since, uh, since last episode and the episode before that as well. So thank you very much. You all right, Mick? Yeah, I'm just thinking if we carry on losing, we'll, we'll end up with 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said this before, we need to, for, for, our, for our subscribership, we need to change your manager. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, don't do that yeah. um, If you're listening on the audio, iTunes, Spotify, please subscribe where you are and give us a five-star rating if you haven't already. If, if you have, thank you very much because we very much appreciate it. We've got like 50, 60 five-star ratings across Apple and Spotify. So thank you everyone that's done that so far. We will be back on Sunday evening on live on the YouTube, which will be a preview of Ipswich Town, hopefully a confirmation of contract, whoever that may be. Um, and then also maybe a transfer. Who knows? Probably not. Um, mm. What happens with the post-match interview from Matt Taylor to talk about, which may be more interesting than the game? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> um, Danny, it's been a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Thank you very much, and I'll see you on Sunday evening. Yep, always a pleasure, lads. Hope you all have a good weekend. I will Thank be you. at home. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, pleasure to have you back with us, mate. I wish you, next time, hopefully, it's on more positive... Talk. Have you seen this win yet? They're doing this podcast. You haven't, have you? No, actually, yeah. You may be. You may have to stop inviting me back. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, Seems to be a bad luck aura around. <laughs> Thank you for speaking to us tonight, Tom. A little bit, mate. Um, and Vic, as always, no Mick Rant today. So apologies to all you Mick Rant fans out there. Sure. <laughs> oh, there was a little bit. Anyway, anyway. Thank you. Anyway. It, it wasn't four minutes, though, was it, man? <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't.
No. Um, thank you anyway, Mick. But yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Vicious. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.